0: people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to this week's news and flashback fun. A big shout out to all the medical workers out there and happy CRNA week. Happy birthday today to Joan Burlington Yates, Alicia Keys, stage actress Ariana DeBoss, who played Anita in the recent West Side Story remake, the late blues singer Etta James, Dolly Prowse- Parton... Dressner, who turns eight doggy years old today, and novelist Virginia Woolf. It's also the birthdays of Margaret Muller of Santa Monica, California, and Cincinnati's beloved hippo Fiona, who turns five today. Today marks the 20th anniversary of the 2002 films A Walk to Remember, which I talked about last January, and the Count of Monte Cristo, as well as the 5th anniversary of the TV show Lucifer. Not to mention, it's been 61 years today since the animated 101 Dalmatians was um, unleashed, introducing the world to the one and only Cruella de Cruella de If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will To see her is to take a sudden Jill, Cruella, Cruella de Ville. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Cassie Steinberg of Hyannis, Massachusetts wants to wish her dad, Steve Steinberg, a happy belated birthday, as his birthday was yesterday. Now, I've got some news before getting to today's triple flashback fun. First off, congratulations to Beijing-bound Olympic snowboarder athletes Jamie Anderson and Tyler Nicholson. They are now engaged. Eonline stated yesterday that Today Show announced the joyous news, stating in a video of the proposal shared with a news organization, Nicholson can be seen getting down on one knee and popping the question in front of, where else? A snowy mountain background. The couple certainly has a lot to celebrate. The news comes less than two weeks before the 2022 Winter Games in Beijing, where Anderson will be competing in the women's slopestyle and big air events. This marks her third Olympics. Anderson won the gold medal in slopestyle at the 2014 Games in Sochi, as well as the gold medal in slopestyle and the silver medal in big air, at the 2018 Games in Pyeongchang. Nicholson also competed in Pyeongchang Games. Calling it all half-blood, I mean Percy Jackson and the Olympic, Olympian book fans. It's official. Disney Plus's Percy Jackson's and the Olympian series has gotten the Golden and green Br- Greenlight stamp of approval today. Other than that, little is known about the series. Let's just hope it's way more faithful to the books than the 2010 and 2013 movie adaptions. While we don't have an official release date for HBO Max's row film, which will debut sometime this year, Variety.com announced some exciting news regarding it earlier this week. Barbara Gordon has officially found her roommate. Ivory Aquino has been cast in the HBO Max feature film Batgirl as Alicia Yeo, the best friend of the titular superhero aka Barbara Gordon, Leslie Grace. Both Aquino and Yeo are transgender, making the first time a live-action feature film of a DC Comics title will feature an openly gay an openly trans character. Yeo first appeared in a 2011 issue, background written by Gail Simone and penciled by Arrede and Sarif. Sorry, Quiet Place fans, the spin off won't be sneaking quietly into theaters next March. GameSpot.com announced yesterday Paramount Pictures has announced that the next A Quiet Place movie, previously scheduled for a March 31st, 2023, release, has been delayed by six months. The new spinoff film, whatever it ends up being called, is now on the schedule for September 22, 2023, according to Collider. The release, shift, release date shift came as part of a wider change to Paramount's schedule, which also saw Mission Impossible 7 and 8 get delayed by an entire year each. The delays are presumably due to the ongoing impact of COVID and studios wanting to give the film's the chance to be seen by the most people possibly. possible. The John krasinski created Quiet Place franchise is no stranger to COVID-related delays, as the Quiet Place 2 was originally planned for release in March 2020 before it moved to May 2021. It did very well, earning almost $300 million worldwide. Very little is known about the next Quiet Place film, other than the fact it is a spinoff as opposed to the next entry in the mainline story. Jeff Nichols' Mud Midnight Special was originally lined up to direct the spinoff before dropping off. Michael Sironovsky, who directed the much-loved Nicolas Cage film Pig, is reportedly going to take over. In other news, a video game based on A Quiet Place is in the works for 2022. Time for flashback fun. Now, as I mentioned at the start of this break today, today is Margaret Muller's birthday. Since I know how much she just loves musicals like Frozen, In the Heights, Hamilton, West Side Story, etc., etc., today's trio of flashback fun films include two very well-known musicals and one film that was featured in countless recent tributes to its late star, To Life, La Chaim, To Life, Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find, catch me a catch. November 3rd, 2022, will designate 51 years since audiences first experienced a miracles of miracles when Topoi, Norma Cray, in her final film role, Myle Pecan, Leonard Frey, and the rest of the cast of the musical dramedy Fiddler on the Roof danced the horror to theaters. The cherished film version of the smash 1964 Broadway play takes place in pre-revolutionary Russia, where Tevya, a simple, dubious peasant with traditional ideals, deals with marrying off his daughters with rom- with romantic ideals while growing anti-Semitic beliefs, threaten his small village. The film falls to play extremely closely, retaining all the dialogue and all the songs, aside from two songs, the rumor I just heard, and now I have everything. The $83.3 million grocer, 1971's top earner, had a leading eight noms at the 44th Annual Academy Awards, including Best Picture and Best Actor for Topoy, and took three best cinematography, best song, and best original score. Great care was taken to ensure that the Jewish customs were shown as accurately as could be. And according to the Internet Movie Database, Orson Welles, Brand- Marlo Brandon, and Anthony Quinn were among the countless actors who turned down the main role of Tevya. And Danny Kaye and Frank Sinatra Both really wanted the role, but they were passed over. Remember My Name? Fame, the teen musical drama starring Eddie Barth, Irene Cara, Lee Curie Rarey, Boyd Gangs, Teresa Hughes, Laura Laura Dean, and Barry Miller sang its way to a nationwide theatrical debut May 16, 1980 after opening up in several small theater places like New York on May 12th. The New York set film chronicles the lives and trials of a group of students at a New York performing arts school, from their auditions going through all the way up to their senior years. According to its Wikipedia page, the film was shot on location in New York City, with principal photography beginning in July 1979 and concluding after 91 days. The over $42 million worldwide earner got multiple nominations and awards, including a Golden Globe for Best Original Song, Fame, and two Oscars, Best Original Song, Fame, and Best Original Score. It was so successful that it created its own franchise with multiple TV series, and even a stage musical. But its 2009 remake uh, didn't exactly strike the right chord with critics and audiences. Did you know that this is the first film in the Academy's history to have two songs up in the Best Song category? The nominated songs were Michael Gore's and Dean Pitchford's title song, which took home the trophy, and Out Here on My Own, written by Michael and Leslie Gore. This has happened several times since then. In an odd twist of fate, Irene Carr would win both that this year and three years later for Flashdance as well. And Emilio Estevez actually auditioned for the Montgomery McNeil part. But today's final flashback fun topic is the late Sidney Poitier drama To Sir With Love. It was referenced to in several count- in several tributes to him on social media after he passed January 6th. Along with his other 1967 films, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and In the Heat of the Night, with, but, ironically, both of them I talked about on January 14th. The June 14th, 1967 release, which also starred Kristen Roberts, Judy Geeson, Susie Kendall, and singer Lulu making their film debut, Dealt with racial issues, in this film's case, based upon E.R. Braithwaite's 1959 semi, I mean autobiographical book, it focused on engineer trainee on an engineer trainee and his experiences, lead teaching a rowdy group of white high school students in an inner city London school. It made 42.4 million dollars in theaters. Its title song, To Serve With Love, sung by Lulu, went to number one in the States and became that year's highest grossing single in the States. It was also a Grammy nominee for Best Original Score written for a motion picture and television show. The song was actually featured in the season one finale of Glee, sung by the New Direction's Glee Club as a thank-you song to Matthew Morrison's Mr. Shoe. A 1996 made-for-TV sequel to Sir with Love was released with Poitiers reprising his role. Did you know the film did so unforeseenly well in the States that Columbia Pictures actually had to do market research to find out why so many people had seen it? Their answer was simply lead star Sydney Poitier. See you again Thursday, my minions. As always, stay safe, wash your hands, wear your mask, and watch lots of movies if you can get to them into the theaters safely on DVD or on one of the multiple streaming platforms out there. See you soon. Bye.